The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. The Steelers can't stop explosive runs. And here comes Travis Etienne, who, at the very least, we know the Steelers last week, Daryl Henderson, a 16-yard run in the opening drive. Uh, both Rams running backs got there on the ground. And so I just think it's an amazing spot for Travis Etienne rushing. And on the other side of the ball, Najee Harris is pretty much pulling the wool over everyone's eyes, all because he scored a touchdown last week. When in reality, um, this Jags defense still allowing just 3.6 yards per carry to opposing running backs. And then Najee Harris has averaged less than four yards per carry on the entire season. Definitely back on Najee Harris under rushing yards. He is John Daigle, four for four football. You see that and you know the man knows what he's talking about. He nailed those props in the Jags-Steelers game. Last Sunday, Steelers bounce back for what it's worth on the ground Thursday night against Tennessee, but that's a different conversation. That thing's in the past now. we got to focus on a big Week 9 slate. Morning, John. Thanks for joining us. How are you, and what have you got eyed up for us, teed up for us this week, Week 9? Exciting week. It's a Sunday that all of our spouses leave us because from mm-hmm. 9.30 a.m. Eastern, All the way to the very end, we have a couple conference championship previews, perhaps Super Bowl previews throughout the day as well. So, yeah, it's a a really exciting week of football. Yeah, there's no doubt. That's one way to put it. Uh, Potential conference championship previews. And one of them, the point spread has not changed from the preseason to last week to right now. And that's Dallas, Philadelphia. I know you've got to play uh, in, in this one. It's a rock-solid three. No surprise. The home team, it's just going to be a minus three. That's just what it is. And it's interesting because the Cowboys were always waiting on them to ball out in big spots. And what we remember is, yeah, yeah, they can beat up on the bad teams, but what do they do against the true contenders? So some people down on them. I know sharp money on the Dallas side. Uh, which side are you on as far as Dallas, Philly, side total props? 
I'm heavily favoring the Cowboys and taking those three points. I'm worried about Jalen Hurts' knee injury, first of all. Let's factor that in. But even if he were healthy, Dak Prescott, in his first game against the Eagles under Mike McCarthy last year, remember, the Eagles just kept three safeties high the entire time and dared Dak to pick them apart underneath rather than going deep. And he did just that. He finished with 347 yards, three touchdowns. CeeDee Lamb had a 31.4% target share in that game. And you would expect a similar game plan as long as McCarthy knows what's good for them. That's always a question mark when it comes to Mike McCarthy. But mm-hmm. this year, coordinators know they can't run on the Eagles. No running back has reached 15 carries or 60 rushing yards. And that's why Philadelphia is facing a league-high 74% pass play rate. Uh, even the Dolphins, when they played the Eagles a couple of weeks ago, only had 11 running back carries. And their explosive runs are just as important as their explosive passes. They know they can't do it. So I'm hoping McCarthy understands that. Because if so, then we can get here a lot of ways with Dak Prescott and the Cowboys offense. If they take it to the ground, they probably won't have success given the lack of efficiency Tony Pollard has shown this year due to that, what I think is, the playoff injury he suffered still hindering him a little bit. But Dak shouldn't have any issues as long as they don't fear going through the air. Hmm. Can't wait for this game. We love having you on every Friday to discuss props. What are some of your favorites this week? One of my favorites is... The game in general, but I'm in on Dalton Kincaid on Sunday night over. I got it 34 and a half. Maybe you can tell me where BetMGM has it now. I'd play it up to 40 anyways because we've now seen in two games without Dawson Knox this year or in the two games he ran more routes than Dawson Knox, including last Thursday when Knox was out. Kincaid has posted 65 and 75 receiving yards, and they changed their offense altogether in a lot of ways the Bills did in their first one without Dawson Knox. Used 11 personnel on 81% of their snaps, their highest rate of the entire season since they only had one tight end to lean on, and used three wide sets. Josh Allen had a season-high three design runs because they have no choice but to get him out more in the open as well. And then it also benefited Kincaid with a season-high 85% route participation. So I think he's going to be out there. And it should be an up-tempo game because just maneuvering into that one, I also like the Bengals side quite a bit, only because Mm. I don't think the market has adjusted correctly yet to this past month for the Bills' defense without Matt Milano and Tredavious White. First of all, Burrow came out of their bye completely healthy. Popped on film, regardless of the numbers. But then you peek under the hood, and he went 10 of 10 under pressure (laughs) against the Niners for 13 and a half yards per attempt. He was absolutely insane. And although the Bills took care of business last week on defense, we now have seen this past month, without those two players I mentioned, 20th in yards per attempt through the air and 25th of explosive runs allowed. So can Joe Mixon seal it if the Bengals have a lead? I don't know because he's also been inefficient due to the Bengals run blocking issues but at the same time Burrow looks so good right now that I can't help but try to get anything under three points and comfortably lay that and to take it one step further with Tua and Mahomes playing one another and the Dolphins being live given that their running game can get them by since that's where the Chiefs defense has really leaked despite getting Chris Jones back since week two they've been elite in the secondary They've been a little bit exploited, as the Broncos showed us, by opposing running backs and running attacks. If Tua and the Dolphins beat the Chiefs and we somehow lower MVP odds to continue being a wide-open market for everyone, 
I think it's a good spot to get on Joe Burrow plus 1,800 and MVP before Sunday night as well. Because if they if they beat the Bills, then you have to think that Joe Burrow then gets elevated. And again, the market's wide open. So that's another alternate method I'm looking at here too. So let me touch on some of the things you just mentioned there, John. Uh, Dalton Kincaid at BetMGM, 38 and a half receiving yards. It's minus 115 on both the over and the under. Uh, three and a half receptions, but it's heavily juiced on the over at minus 175, uh, plus 130 on the under. And you mentioned Joe Mixon, rushing prop at 63 and a half yards, minus 115 on both sides. But let me ask, let me ask you to dive a little bit more into what is the uh, in my opinion, anyway, I think it's the marquee game of the weekend. It just so happens to be while a lot of us will be sitting there eating breakfast. Dolphins, Chiefs. I know there is there is a reticence for people to believe in the Dolphins because, well, level of competition, right? They they mm-hmm. don't beat good teams. They haven't yet proven to us that they can do it. Um, I, I I don't know prop wise what you have in this one, but just tell me your overall angle on this game. The total at fifty and a half at BetMGM. And what props maybe we should have an eye out for? How how's your game script go with this one? And the and the issue in picking a side, I too, although it's probably square, I too lean the Dolphins. I don't think I'd even take the points. I think I'd just bet the money line. But my issue is that the three tests, the only three times the Dolphins have been asked to show up, they got drowned. Uh, Justin Herbert and the Chargers reached over 30 points in the season opener. We all remember Josh Allen's MVP campaign game with 48 points against them. And then, of course, 31 points to Jalen Hurts a couple weeks ago. And now it's Patrick Mahomes coming off a flu game, which was arguably the worst game of his career. It's one I just throw out the window and don't even care to rewatch because I learned absolutely nothing about the Chiefs offense or Mahomes in that one. And that's my big concern here. Again, the Broncos kind of showed the blueprint, as a lot of people have been doing. The Chiefs now have allowed 4.4 yards per carry to opposing running backs since they got Chris Jones back in week two. And the Broncos just gave the rock to Javante Williams literally for 30 touches and said, get us there. And that's what took mm-hmm. care of business. And he, he looked the best he ever looked all year long as he continues to recover from his injury too. But again, with Raheem Mostert, Saban Ahmed, Jeff Wilson, three weeks now healthier, removed from his injury, I think the Dolphins do have enough pieces to slow this one down and get it done. So I like the Dolphins side, but it's not something I personally put my money on because I think it's just, I still have so many questions. Even on the Dolphins' defensive side of the ball, like all of that happened, yes, without Jalen Ramsey. And they did look much better with Ramsey last week. They held the Patriots one of nine on third down. They had six quarterback hits, but again, that's the Patriots offense. So did I learn anything at all from that game? I don't know. So I think it's going to be fun, but personally, I don't really have a confident side. John, I thought that was a great point about the MVP market. That's going to be fascinating to see what's yeah. going on it's with wide that up. market by Monday. Well, especially with the matchups that we have. Like the Miami-Kansas City winner is going to be the favorite. On Monday, mm-hmm. there's no doubt about it. If it's going to be Tua or it's going to be Mahomes, and it's kind of a split decision right now, but the winner is going to be the favorite across the board. And your point on Burrow, I agree with it. But if you're on the other side and you like the Bills to win this game, Josh Allen at 13, 14 to 1 has value. It's yep. still open for Josh Allen to win if he ends up winning this game. And Lamar is also in the mix. Lamar is a six point home favorite against the Seattle Seahawks. How do you read this one? 
And we've talked about this in the past, but Lamar Jackson has been the absolute king against zone coverage this year. And that's how Seattle has played defense their last three games out of the bye since they got everyone. Tariq Woolen, Devin Witherspoon, and Jamal Adams all healthy. Lamar is averaging a league-best 78% completion rate against zone coverage for eight yards per attempt. And not only that, but the handful of times the Seahawks have played mobile quarterbacks this year, all of them got there. Daniel Jones had 66 yards. Josh Dobbs had 43 yards and a rushing touchdown. And even P.J. Walker last week spiked for 27 rushing yards. So given that Seattle's issue is that they can't really get pressure and we're now seeing the Ravens offensive line at full strength, I do actually believe that the Ravens defense is the one that gets the job done here. And Lamar just from a clean pocket picks them apart. So I do have confidence in DK Metcalf bouncing back. Every receiver that has spiked the big week so far profiles as the uh, stereotypical DK Metcalf receiver and that they are a true alpha running from the boundary. But at the same time, the Ravens defense, although they've had an easier schedule, has been fairly good. That goes back to last year. So I actually, I don't think the Ravens have issues here. I like the Ravens quite a bit by the points. Action Jackson. I can't wait to see that one either. I want to ask you about Devontae Adams. He's been very vocal about how unhappy he has been with the Raiders. And now we see Aiden O'Connell again. I was looking back at the Chargers game. In that game, Devontae, obviously Aiden O'Connell um, was in at quarterback. Devontae had 75 yards receiving. Do you think this could be a Devontae Adams game? His prop at 70 and a half. He's only gone over that three times. Um, but could he go over that after all his whining and complaining and get his way? It's definitely one I've been eyeing to, and I think I'm going to get <laughs> in on the over by the end of the week. I may get on the Raiders by the end of the week, actually. Uh, maybe the Devontae Adams clip of him of shooting the basketball, because all, all the Raiders coaching staff did was put a hoop in the locker room, and now all of a sudden we think they're good again. Um, but I think I'm going to get in on it. Because remember, like Khalil Mack historically with the Chargers, I say historically, it's been two seasons, but like a majority of his sacks has, have come against the Raiders. Like he lives and feeds off the Raiders. And in that game, he had six sacks. He lived in the backfield the entire time. So we haven't seen Aiden O'Connell really play like an actual game. We don't know who he is just yet, but we do know he averaged over 10 yards per attempt in the preseason. And in his last start, he still targeted Devontae Adams on 34% of his passes. So we think Adams is still going to have the volume. Not only that, but we also know Wink Martindale has never seen a snap that he doesn't want to blitz on. And it is a very, very <laughs> small sample. I, I understand that I'm just nitpicking here, but I will say the 12 times Aiden O'Connell's been blitzed this year, he's completed 90% of his passes for 7.8 yards per attempt. So I think we may have Ooh. a little more push than everyone thinks here. So yes, I agree with you. I'm in on Devontae Adams over receiving yards. John Daigle, four for four football with us here on BetQL Daily. I, I have to ask, in now looking back at the Thursday night game, we looked ahead to the rest of the Steelers schedule and the AFC playoff picture, and we were trying to figure out who's who's the team. The Bengals will will end up being a playoff team, right, on the outside looking mm -hmm. in right now. But who, who else? I would imagine Cleveland gets bumped out of the picture eventually by probably the Bengals, um, but that's a lot of projection there. Just looking at what's on the board, I see some, you know, as good as 175 on the Steelers to make the playoffs. Um, is that is that the best value you can see right now on a team securing a playoff spot in the AFC side? 
That's the one market I ha- didn't look at before last night or before I came on. Uh, it does make sense that the Steelers would squeeze in because the Mike Tomlin voodoo is just in full effect this year. That offense can't do anything, and yet they're still going to make it because Tomlin is the one guy who keeps that team in purgatory. Like, he's too good of a coach to let them ever rebuild, but also they don't have the talent in place to actually compete beyond the wild card round. So it's actually a a terrible situation for them because they really need to do other things beyond (laughs) T.J. Watt. Uh, So, no, the only other team I can think of, honestly, would be the Colts. I don't know if they're above minus 175 if you have that board up right now in front of you. Yeah, yeah, they're anywhere between 425 and 550. Oh, yeah, okay. Never mind. Then, yeah, Uh, because I I was looking at other things like that. I was looking at the NFC South because you would think it's wide open too as well. But uh, honestly, like even the Saints, let's say, the best quarterback left on their board is Jared Goff. So, like the Saints even seem like they're a team that's just going to walk in right now. John, great stuff. We appreciate the visit every Friday. Uh, Great to get your insight on some of these actual quality games that we have in front of us. It's an interesting week nine (laughs) slate. John Daigle of 4 for 4 football here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we just touched on them. Two marquee games, possible AFC championship game previews. The early kick in Germany between the Dolphins and Chiefs and the Bills and Bengals on Sunday night football. Those coming up next on BetQL Daily. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.
BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Hey, welcome back into BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Chris Mackin for Eddie Gross alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. And one hour from now, our two-minute drill. Who will lead the league in receiving yards this weekend? Rushing yards, passing yards. Who do we like for teasers? Who's our favorite money line dog? We roll through all those one hour from now. 40 minutes from now, we go through a couple of quality matchups because there are not a ton of quality matchups on the slate this week, but they are so good, the quality matchups, that they deserve a little extra attention. Dallas, Philly, Seattle, Baltimore. Uh, But before the end of this hour, We'll go go over the games that the bosses told us we have to go over. Indy, Carolina, (laughs) Washington, New England, and the Giants and Raiders. But the book ends to our Sunday. Two possible AFC championship game previews. One at 9.30 Eastern in the morning. The other at 8.20 Eastern in the evening. We've got the Dolphins and the Chiefs. We've got the Bills and the Bengals. We just spent a good amount of time talking about both of these games and prop angles for them with John Daigle of 4 for 4 football, especially the impact on the uh, MVP race based on how each of these games plays out for Tua, Mahomes, for Burrow, and even Allen. But let's start with the most bet game of the week at BetMGM. Chiefs, the most bet side of the weekend at BetMGM, the most bet over at BetMGM, and the Dolphins' money line, the most popular money line dog. A ton of action on this game. Dolphins getting one and a half against the Chiefs, total at 51 now in Germany. Maybe Taylor Swift will be there before she starts the South American leg of her Eras tour. We're not sure, but we know the Chiefs don't lose when Tay-Tay is in the building. Joe? Oh, where do we start with this one? It, it's too bad this can't be the final four. Because wouldn't this be an awesome final four? Yes. Sorry, Eagles fans, but it, but it would be. Or Cowboys <laughs> fans or whoever thinks they have a chance over on the NFC side. But uh, yeah, I, I'm, as you say that, I'm wondering, which one would I be happier with in the AFC Championship? I think that's tough to say. I'd be very thrilled uh, with either matchup. But as far as Miami, Kansas City goes, we're waiting. We're waiting, Miami. We we know your metrics are wonderful, and you put up some crazy points, crazy amount of points, and you got a lot of style and profile with your team, and it's the Tyreek revenge game. A lot of people are going to be betting into that. First time going against his former squad. Uh, Mahomes bounce back. A lot of interesting Uh, storylines. One team travels very early in the week. One team ends up traveling later in the week. Is that going to play out in the field in the first first half of this game? I'm frankly surprised, and I didn't even mean to say frankly because they're playing in Frankfurt. I'm surprised that this number's coming down. I didn't expect people to be betting on Miami. I thought this was going to be a strictly a Kansas City spot where, like it always is, when you get Mahomes and company less than a field goal, that's the popular play, and it trends up, and by the end of the week, that that bet is no longer available. Well, it's going in the opposite direction this week. It's gone down. So people are betting Miami. All I hear, though, guys, is Kansas City. So that's why I'm surprised. Some respected people, too. Kansas City, Kansas City, Kansas City. But the market's going in the opposite direction. 
trying not to get swayed by that at all. But I, I like Kansas City from the outset when this hit the board and the market moving against me is not changing my opinion on this spot. I'm still going with the Kansas City Chiefs. The part that let, we don't want to forget is this defense is as good, if not better, than the offense this year for the KC side. They are as well-balanced a team as anyone. That has not always been the case. It's been the case for the first half of the season. This is one of my favorite bets of the week. Take the Chiefs and land the point, point and a half, whatever it is. I love it, and I'm not even considering Dolphins and teasers. I was looking at Chiefs' money line. I mean, you've got a healthier Mahomes, you would think, hope that the flu didn't run through that locker room and that everyone's healthy. The one thing I don't love is that they left so late and maybe that will help them in the end and not really matter because, you know, Mahomes and maybe others were sick and that extra time at home to get rested and feel healthy. I'm not sure how that'll all play out in the end. I was thinking just overall, we always joke about the London games being games we could care less about. And then Germany gets it's this awesome. matchup. Like, yeah. what? If I'm a London fan, I'm like, what crap is this? <laughs> you send us these games nobody wants and then they get this matchup. Unbelievable. I am curious about the Taylor Swift angle because I think there is something to it. I think it's kind of funny actually how well they do when she is there i kind of feel like she will be there one thing i spent way too much time on this morning is yardage that the chiefs are allowing to running backs this season david montgomery 74 yards atn only 40 fields had 47 breeze hall 56 i mean they um kelly for the Chargers, 75 They have allowed some yards to running backs, and I kind of think this could be a Raheem Mostert spot. His prop, 49 and a half, looking going over that. It does seem pretty sharp. He's only gone over that four times, so it's not like, oh, wow, he always goes over that. Um, 11 and a half attempts, he's also gone over that four times. Uh, I haven't pulled the trigger yet, but I am looking at uh, Raheem Mostert props over in this one. Yeah, it's interesting. The Chiefs on the road, two and two against the spread this year, three times to the under in those four road games. This is not a true road game, but I think there is something to be said for the angle that you guys brought up about them traveling late in the week. Does that make it feel more like a true road game? You know, strip the environment part out of it. Um, And I do think the the Chiefs are going to bounce back. Mahomes is going to bounce back. They're That is such an outlier, as Daigle pointed out earlier, last week's game against Denver, the flu game. Um, I that I I I just throw it out the window and I say, no, we're we're probably going to get the Chiefs. We've seen more often than not this year, which has more often than not gone under the total, and they haven't played to any totals bigger than fifty-two, fifty-two and a half. I really like an under here, and. I know you're not on it, Joe, but I like teasing the Dolphins all the way up to seven and a half because I think this is a final yeah. possession game. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I think this is going to be a great back and forth. May, look, maybe I'm trying to manifest it. I don't know, but I, I think this is going to be a great <laughs> game, and and it'll come down to the final possession. And so, I, if I'm, if I, if we already, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself when we talk teasers in the two minute drill. But we know there's two games that are just absolutely locked in as teaser legs if you want them with the eight-and-a-half-point spreads 
in Arizona and Chicago, right? Uh, or I guess I should say the other side, Cleveland and New Orleans. Um, lock those in as teaser legs because you can get them down under three. But you do that, you're still looking for something to get you to plus money because you do that and you're still at, at least at BetMGM, you're still at minus 130. Um, so I look for a third teaser leg, Miami plus seven and a half. I, I, I don't think the chiefs win this thing by double digits. I think it, it really is a final possession game. Yeah. So, so basically you're saying it's not going to be like Buffalo. It's not going to be like Philadelphia. They're going to come to play and they're going to hang with the big boys. It's going to happen at some mm-hmm. point is this the spot. That's something that I've been thinking about a lot. It's like, this is, is this really going to continue every single time where they, they face those elite matchups and then, and then they're, they're just not able to uh, raise their level of play. I think I found one that we all would agree with. Tyreek, not on yeah. the yards. Anytime touchdown is minus Ooh. 115 at BetMGM. Minus, I see a minus oh, yeah. 105 out there. It's about I even money. That. This guy has a touchdown in seven of eight games this year. He's going to – I yes, I love the Chiefs Great in the game. Call. But he's getting in the end zone, right? Yeah, absolutely. No, that's – if. <laughs> If if the worst number on the board is like minus one fifteen, minus one twenty, yes, please and thank you, absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that that's two plus. I, I love that. <laughs> two. Oh, would it ooh. wouldn't surprise me? He did it once, but against plus. his former team, oh, it would be beautiful. five to one. Yeah. Five yeah. to one. Oh, that's tempting. When you add in that that against his former team angle and. Uh, I'm not going to do it, but it's uh, it's one of those ones that Sunday morning as I'm sitting there groggy on my first cup of coffee waiting for the game to kick off, I'm going to be like, yeah, sure, a flyer at 5-1 to one on Tyreek to score multiple <laughs> touchdowns. Why not? Bang. Uh, sure. Uh, the other one that is a prospective AFC championship game preview, Bills at Bengals. Bills getting two in Cincy. Totals at 48.5. This is the second most bet game of the weekend at BetMGM. Bengals minus awesome. one and a half, uh, the second most popular side. Second most bet over at 49 and a half. So these are the two biggest games of the weekend, and it shouldn't surprise us that they're drawing the most action, Joe. Yep, it, it should not. This is going to be uh, awesome. It's going to be a Sunday night football game that you're actually going to want to watch as opposed to what we saw last week. And as we enter the weekend, I was curious if this was going to move as we get closer to the to the game. It has not. Damar Hamlin is even money for your comeback player of the year. I'm fascinated to see what what he is this week. Is he going to be active for this game? We're, you know, we're going to hear all the stories, and I, I'm sure there's going to be some stuff maybe that we haven't even heard about yet about that night last year in this matchup with the Bills and Bengals. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be a uh, a massive storyline. Also, a big storyline in this one, uh, it was earlier this week, the Bills go out and they add a cornerback in Rasul Douglas, and it looks like he's going to be matched up against Jamar Chase. Hey, welcome to the team. Go get one of the best dudes in the game. Please help us out. We need some help on the back end there. Uh, That's going to be fascinating to watch. You know, with Cincinnati, I keep going back to this. It's not only offensively, but defensively, it's like we've got to take the numbers and throw them out the window. And that's what a lot of the betting market is doing. And we keep hearing it from people like, okay, the adjustment has not been enough. Uh, they haven't come far enough. Maybe, maybe. I don't know that I'm willing to go there yet. 
those games happened in the first month of the season. But the problem is when you look at the offensive metrics, you, you would view the Bengals as a bad offense. They are not that right now with this version of Joe Burrow. You would view Luana Rumo's defense as a bad defense. They are not that right now. If you look at the just the last month, they're back to their elite level. And the Bengals offense, back to their elite level. So we're trying to strike that balance. Okay, we know they're not bottom bottom five like they were before. But are they top five like they are right now? And that goes for both sides of the ball with the Bengals. That, that's what I believe is a challenging part when figuring uh, this team out. So something that I've been talking a lot about this year is the buzzy team of the week. The buzzy team of the week for about the last month and a half has not covered the point spread. It needed a little luck last week to get there. But it happened again last week, and that was the Ravens not covering their lofty point spread against the Arizona Cardinals. The Bengals are the buzzy team of the week. Like, that cannot be denied. People have just gone all in, chips center of the table. It's Burrow. The MVP number drops from 50 all the way down to 20 after that one game against San Francisco. Uh, this is not an easy spot. After the bye, you go all in. You had a great game plan. They beat up San Francisco. They really ran away with that game. And now you're coming back. And in the following week, now you've got to go against the Bills. That That's going to be challenging. I, I'm close to it. It's not one of my favorite bets, but I feel like I'm on an island. I do like the Bills in this game. Their, their offense is not getting enough credit. And so John Daigle liked uh, Kincaid in this spot. I think that's a pretty good look. But I think what the key here with this Bills offense is they're not dealing with two tight ends on the field, which it feels like is something they've been forcing throughout the year. They are better with three receivers, and that is something that Josh Allen has talked about, and, and we've seen the, the explosiveness a little bit from Gabe Davis of late. Uh, I, I can't wait for this game. I do like the Bills, though. I'm curious when backing the Bills, didn't Josh Allen land on his shoulder Thursday and isn't he a little banged up? Like if he's not 100%, I definitely give the edge to the Bengals. But if you're looking at like hashtag narrative, like this is kind of a prove it situation for Josh Allen for me. I mean, he needs to get yeah. his team to the AFC championship game. And if he can, uh, if the Bills can beat the Bengals, I think this will give Josh Allen and his squad a lot of confidence moving forward. Because as you said, Joe, every where you look oh joe burrow is healthy look out the rest of the league and conference should be put on notice that is the story <laughs> of the week right now that everyone's talking about and from a prop perspective i mean all of joe burrow's props are essentially stay away for me the only one that i looked at that i would consider is over completions because everything else is just it's almost it's probably not even worth it i mean maybe he'll go over but it, it they seem pretty high his numbers but over 24 and a half completions i think he can do that if he's healthy now i'd say the one thing i have an eye on in this one only one team in the league has given up more yards per carry defensively than the bills it's the broncos who got shredded by miami in that 70 point game bills are giving up over five yards per carry mixon 63 yeah. and a half rushing yard prop I like the over. Mm. We'll see how it plays out. And we'll talk a couple more big games. Top of the hour, Dallas, Philly, Seattle, Baltimore. Coming up next, yes, we have to talk about them. Commanders, Patriots, Colts, Panthers, Giants, Raiders. We'll find some angles for you next here on BetQL Daily.
presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Little Billie Eilish vibe on this song. I don't know why, where that came from, but maybe not. It did until the techno kicked in. Sorry, Chris Mackin for Eddie Gross. It's BetQL <laughs> Daily, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> Alongside Joe and Aaron. The first couple chords had a little Billie Eilish vibe. Never mind. We're completely off that now. We're only... Sports Talk (laughs) Radio is only allowed to talk about Taylor Swift and Taylor Swift only. So I will know my lane. Um, We, at the top of the hour, will talk Cowboys, Eagles, Seahawks, Ravens. Our two-minute drill, uh, about 40 minutes away. Who's going to lead the league this week in receiving yards, rushing yards, passing yards? We've got teasers that we like. And, of course, Moneyline Dogs as well. Lightning bets before the end of the show as well. Now's the time of the show where we, Yuck. you know, Ugh. you have to. You have to eat your vegetables. And Colts, Panthers, Commanders, Pats, and Giants, Raiders, they are Brussels sprouts. Uh, so here we go. Let's let's choke them down. No, but I'm sure we've got some angles here. Let's start with the Colts and the Panthers. Colts laying three in Carolina. Total at 44 here, Joe. We've got Minshew Mania. Mm-hmm. We've got Bryce Young trying to keep himself upright. Got the first win last week. And surprisingly enough, against C.J. Stroud and the Texans. Um I- Beginning of the year, I really thought that we would see the Panthers sort of slowly progress through the season and start to find some things. I don't know if we're ever going to get to that point now. Um, I just say a little prayer for Bryce Young every Sunday morning and hope that he doesn't get broken in half behind that offensive line. Um, I tend Mm -hmm. to lean that way this weekend as well. Minshew just manages games. It's not pretty. It's not especially good. It's just you look up in the fourth quarter and the Colts are there. and. Jonathan Taylor mm-hmm. is back and looking like Jonathan Taylor. Yes. Yep. All right. These games that we're going over here, these three, I want to bet them all. I don't know that I can bet them. I don't know that I can bet any of them, but I do have betting angles for all of them. Okay, Colts, Panthers, we don't need to take a deep dive here. We know what these teams are. No. And by the way, the Colts defense is just horrendous, guys. Horrendous. I know Minshew covers up a lot of the storylines, and okay, this these they're crazy games. They somehow are there every single time. You're right, but last 15 starts, the record is still two and 13. The record is the record. He's there, but are they winning games? Their defense, the Colts, last three games, they have allowed 38, 39, 37 points. We've got Frank Reich, no longer the play caller. Right, it's now Thomas Brown, for now for the second week. But Reich against his former defensive coordinator and Gus Bradley. This is Gus Bradley defense we just talked about, what they've been doing. I want to bet the over 44. I don't know that I can bet the over because the Panthers are involved. Can the Panthers finally, right. I don't know, crack 20 points? If they can, I love the over to hit in this game. Hmm. I was looking at Jonathan Taylor. You talked about it, Chris. I mean, over 65 and a half minus 114. He is back. I don't know how the Panthers stop him. So that's really the only play I have on this one. I love the, now that you talk about it, Joe, I love the over. I mean, look at Colts (laughs) games. 
six six of them to the over. None of them have been especially small lines. There were a couple 40 and a halfs in there. But, I mean, every week they're just right around it, and they're covering more often than not, you know, especially the last three weeks. It's three straight overs. That defense you mentioned is no good. Um, maybe mm-hmm. the Panthers are figuring some things out and they can actually contribute to this thing. Yeah, I, I'm uh, circling it right now. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna find a degenerate bet on one of these games that none of us should touch, um, then I like Carolina over <laughs> Washington at New England. Um, Sam Howell and the Commanders going to Foxborough. Bill Belichick will undoubtedly have something dastardly dialed up for the young QB, but he's also got Mac Jones as his own quarterback now. Charge mentioned this yesterday, um, and it's come up a couple times this week. Mac Jones maybe a passing prop this week. The commander's secondary, speaking of trashy defenses, the commander's secondary are like lipstick smeared on the outside of the lip, and the dress is ripped, and the heel is broken. That's how busted up and trashy the commander's secondary is. Um, They're getting three and a half in Foxborough, total 40 and a half. This might be another overspot, Joe. Heels in the hands, end of the night, looking ugly for the commanders. (laughs) Yeah, it's – look – I keep hearing people say Patriots, Patriots, Patriots. And there's apparently some respected money on the Patriots this week. Why? Because the the commandos traded their pass rush. They don't have a pass rush anymore. It's gone. Their defense sucked with them, guys. It was bad. And you know what else has been bad? The Patriots offense. Some of the worst stuff that we've seen in the NFL. If we look over the last month, EPA per play on offense. Patriots, second worst in the NFL. But the commanders over the last month on defense, EPA per play, second worst in the NFL. So which one is going to have any semblance of success? I'm not quite sure. Um, I don't understand laying points with the Patriots. I don't care where they're playing the game. I don't get it. Maybe you think they're going to score some points. Fine, fine. It doesn't mean they're going to cover a point, but it doesn't mean they're going to win by at least four points. I mean, Howell's offense did put up 472 yards last week against the Eagles, 6.8 yards per play. So Rivera, as an underdog, it is a good matchup for McLaurin. If you're looking at McLaurin props, if I'm doing anything, this is only commanders. This is a commander spot. Uh, Right now it's plus three at BetMGM. It was three and a half. At three and a half, I really like it. And I, I would not hate a play on Washington. I, I'm not betting New England. And I'd assume that that sharp money was when the price was two and a half. This is a tough spot. <clears throat> I usually have a good feel for what the commanders are going to do. But, like, it's usually like an every other week thing with them. And even though they lost to the Eagles, I almost count that as the good week for them. Because, as you mentioned, Joe, Sam Howell, four touchdown passes against the Eagles. Right. So maybe this is when – I, I think I'll ultimately pass. I, it's so hard to know. I mean, they basically just had a fire sale. But this is not, like, the same type of Patriots team we've seen in the past offensively and defensively maybe Howell can get to over one and a half passing touchdowns he's done it four times this season and it's plus 133 but uh ultimately there's really not a lot I'm interested in here there's so many good games on the board I'm not gonna force it with this one 
Patriots over the total uh, each of the last two weeks. Commanders over in that game against the Eagles. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm intrigued. As long as it stays at 40 and a half, is that, it's up to 41 now. Mm, that extra half might have actually pushed me off of it. Because um, I could see this being <laughs> a I, – I, I mean, this lines up as like a 23-20, a, a uh, 20-17 kind of game. It's in that range. And so – I don't know how much I want to push it, it, betting overs on the Patriots in that offense. Giants and Raiders, the storyline here, the Giants on the road to Vegas. Uh, Vegas laying a a point and a half uh, with a new coach. We talked earlier in the week about the new coach bounce uh, with Antonio Pierce taking over as the interim and going against his former team. Uh, I don't know if we get a new coach bounce. I, I don't know if it gets mitigated by the Rookie quarterback, Aiden O'Connell taking over for Jimmy G. Looks like Daniel Jones will be good to go. This could be a Saquon game. Total at just 37, Joe. This is this is another, uh, mm. yeah, heels in the hands, dress is ripped, lipstick smeared. I'm just trying to get <laughs> home. Uh, stupid things happen in this league. So could the Raiders come out and win? Yeah, yeah, they can win. They can win. As a favorite, they're supposed to win this game. But I don't want to bet this game. The only way I would bet it is going Giants. I would bet on the better quarterback. Man, Saquon got a lot of run last week. I'm curious how he's going to bounce back. He got 87, 88% of their rushes in the backfield. That's why he ended up being the rushing leader on the week. And we know what happened with the passing, even though it wasn't Daniel Jones. It was negative nine on the passing yards. Listen, the Raiders are awful at everything. I, I just don't know what else to say. They're, they're terrible at everything. And at least maybe Daniel Jones can do something. But overall, the same can be said about the Giants. Their offense is horrendous. Their defense, though, has been playing better. It's quite shocking to take a look at what they've done over the last month. It, EPA per play-wise, over the last month, they're second best in the NFL. Yes, the Giants' defense. I know some of the teams they've played haven't been all that great, but, man, that, that is surprising to take a look at. Um, Giants, that's the only way I would go. It's not the worst teaser in the world. It's a low total, and then you get through the three, through the seven. Giants plus eight and a half in a teaser, I guess. But I just don't know what we're going to see here. Crazy things happen in this league, guys. Jeff Saturday won his first game as a coach last year. And we know he's just terrible. And they made a massive upgrade in Indianapolis, that head coach. So I'm in the end, I'm probably going to stay away. I want to bet the Giants, but there's too many games that I do like that doesn't involve this trash. <laughs> it's trash. Yes. I actually have a prop here that I do like. Chris, you talked about the rejuvenated locker room. Devontae Adams playing basketball there's cornhole in there everyone's fired up <laughs> haven't seen Devonte this happy in a long long time he is going to eat over 70 and a half receiving yards minus 114 he's gone over that three times one of them was when aiden o'connell was the quarterback against the chargers oh. i think Devonte was pulled aside and he sees something that he knows he's going to get the ball from aiden o'connell and this is a spot to get some good value on a guy that when we rank receivers, we all know he is one of the top in the NFL capable of going over this number on a regular basis. Yeah, I think you're right about Devontae. I like that. But this increasingly has the feel of like, you know, when when 
all of a sudden the boss buys pizza for everybody at lunch and then and then the next day there's donuts for breakfast and then everybody gets starbucks oh. gift cards and then and then a week later the employee engagement survey comes out and you're like oh i see what we were doing here boss mm-hmm. cornhole and hoops in the locker room just trying to keep guys from mentally checking out for the rest of the year in Vegas. Um, that is, that's going to be an ugly one. The second most bet under of the Sunday card. You're listening to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, back to the good games, okay? Let's get into a couple of them. Eagles, Cowboys, Seahawks, Ravens, all on the way alongside Joe and Aaron, Chris Mack, in for Ed here today on BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM.